and welcome to the Singing for Health Network podcast. This is our very first podcast to introduce the Singing for Health Network, what it is, who started it, um, and who it's for as well, and the exciting things that we have planned. My name is Ruth Routledge, and I am a Singing for Health practitioner researcher. I've worked in lots of community settings, working with mothers with postnatal depression, with homeless people, with people on neurorehabilitation wards as well. So I have varied experience in singing for health and I'm now conducting my own research projects specialising in blood pressure. So I'm fascinated by all things singing for health and delighted to be an ambassador for the Singing for Health Network. And I'm going to welcome our very first guests. We have Emily Falks and Baz Chapman from the Singing for Health Network. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Hi, Ruth. (laughs) Did I say your name right, Emily? You did. Thank you. Well done. So Emily and Baz, you are the founders of the Singing for Health Network. We are. And um, do you want to, Emily, tell me, tell us just a little bit about yourself, who you are and how you got to be doing this. So, uh, hi, um, I am Emily Falks and I've I've got several hats, really. Um, Like you, Ruth, I'm a practitioner researcher, so I'm involved with both research and being a a singing practitioner. Started out as a choir leader when I first moved to Cornwall in 2008. I got very much into into singing and, and choirs and being in choirs and leading choirs and very soon realised the the um, immense power of singing together and what a lifeline that is for people. And then I, I saw an opportunity to train with the British Lung Foundation as a Singing for Lung Health practitioner. And so I was very lucky to be accepted onto that training and mentoring programme with Feeney Cave through the British Lung Foundation and had funding in 2015, 2016 to set up a singing for lung health group here in Cornwall where I'm based. Um, I'm also the director of Music for Good, a charity which uses music to promote well-being and and support learning. So we work across Cornwall in different settings, working with different age groups, using music as a tool for good. Um, But also uh, one of our roles within, within the charity is around training and consultancy and support and networking so the singing for health network currently sits within the charity music for good and so i guess the idea really came from um me being a practitioner and getting into research and doing the the, the pg cert so i I did the pg cert in vocal pedagogy to begin with and focused my studies quite quickly on singing for health and then I was very lucky to be awarded a, a bursary to go on to complete the full master's study. And so I, I then went on to gain a distinction in my master's in vocal pedagogy and with a focus on singing for health and, and sort of became very passionate about research. My background is a real fusion. So I'm a practitioner. I'm a director. I've been involved in music education for 20 years. Mm. I worked with the National Foundation for Youth Music for 10 years. Um, where I worked in various different roles, but I suppose my that my the last role I was in uh, within youth music was um, where I was responsible for setting up and managing national programs, national networks. Right. So I came kind of with that with that experience of working nationally, working strategically, looking to see, you know, where there might be um, gaps in in provision and support, and and where something could be set up that could be really useful um, to yeah. support people. So that's kind of 
been part of my experience and part of my own journey. So, yeah, several hats, strategic yes. practitioner, researcher, um, and it's really lovely to be in this position with the network to be able to bring all of those skills and passions together um, because singing has always been my passion um, from, you know, from an early age, singing in the back of the car. My brother still um, <laughs> remembers the pain of hearing me, you know, thinking, thinking that I knew the <laughs> was it Kylie? Along. It was Kylie. <laughs> it was Kylie. And uh, yeah, and he still says that I just, I didn't know all the words, but I know I knew all the words. <laughs> excellent, excellent. And so Baz, what about you? What's your, what's your story? How, how have you got to this point? Well, I'm a, a, an arts and education uh, consultant and programme manager who's always tended to work um, uh, around the field of music and music education uh, and very much with a focus on singing. Um, I suppose I, I describe myself as a doer. I like to be able to, to grasp hold of a vision and help turn it into a reality. And that, that's really been, I suppose, the way that my career has unfolded. Um, and uh, singing in health has always has never been very far away and and as a choral singer myself and a accompanist and arranger uh, I'm a, I've always been aware of the certainly the well-being benefits of singing mm. um, as program director of sing up uh, between 2007 and 2012 I became particularly aware of of the network of amazing practitioners that were working in this field but I think it was only really a couple of years ago when I was invited to a, a think tank at Snake Maltings to look at uh, the specifics of singing and health and what next in that field that I really became aware of there being something where I felt I could help um, uh, this identification of this singing for health movement and the fact that there was so much more that could be done as research was emerging and ongoing showing that so many different benefits that, that singing can have when it comes to health and, and all its range of conditions. Uh, it just felt like there's so much more potential here. And so the idea of a, of a network that just helps all of that happen, or uh, oils all of the wheels, made loads of sense. And Emily and I go back to, um, we think about 2005 when we were both working at Youth Music. Um, and, and I think have a real alignment of, of thinking and uh, about wanting to, to, to help change happen for the better. Yes. Yes, fantastic, fantastic. So tell us about the Singing for Health Network. What is it? What is it trying to do? What's it for? Who's it for? Well, if I if I start with just a little bit about sort of where it came from, really, the, the, the sort of the setting up and the ideas. So um, having sort of found myself moving quite clearly on this path into Singing for Health, both as mm. a researcher and a practitioner and being involved with a, a charity in Cornwall, um, I started to sort of really notice that there was this big divide really between research and practice and that practitioners particularly I'd started to network with local practitioners in Cornwall mm -hmm. and found that many of them were feeling quite disconnected quite isolated they were sort of just falling into singing for health work without necessarily understanding the theory or the the research underpinning their practice yes. and felt quite disconnected from research and the more that I delved into research and you'll know this as well Ruth mm. sort of with your head in that research land is that yes. research can be very dense when you're reading a report a, a study 
And often what's lacking in there is anything about the practitioner, about the practice, about yes. what actually happened. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, there's lots about methodology and about the, the, the findings and the results, but there's this sort of gaping hole of practice. Yes. And I think that's what's so exciting about the course that, that I did and that you're doing now, Ruth, mm. is that, that it's um, growing practitioner researchers. So people who are doing the work and researching the work and and so therefore the practice is becoming more um more seen within that type of research but that's really where it came from um and just this idea that we this is a movement and mm. um the first peer-reviewed research in the uk was was in was just 20 years ago yeah. so it's really quite recent um and that was professor stephen clift and his team at um sydney Deham centering in uh, Christchurch University in Canterbury and so that really kind of led the way and from there now there's been you know a, a growing amount of research um, within Singing for Health and this sense of a movement as, as Baz said that that more and more practitioners are kind of finding themselves working within Singing for Health uh, and yes yeah, some may not sort of understand quite how that could work you know to its maximum potential. So, yes, and also I think having feeling as though you have some support with that, because I mean, that's very much my experience as well. And the experience of lots of practitioners that I know is that you end up working in this field with vulnerable people, perhaps with health con health conditions and a, a, a safe framework for practice, actually, for the participants and for you as the practitioner. Um, just things like that, I think, are personally, I think are lacking. Um, so, yeah, this movement you're talking about. It's, it's very interesting in terms of that, I think. Absolutely. And also with the with the growth of, of social prescribing, and I'll, I'll let Baz speak more about that, but we're seeing much more now um, the fact that singing and the arts can promote health and well-being and GPs and, and link workers involved with social prescribing are referring more and more people into singing groups. So it's that, that it's a growing concern, really, that singing leaders are equipped and, f and feel supported to be able to welcome people with chronic health conditions into their into their singing groups. Um, I'll let Baz maybe say a bit more about that. Yeah, um, just a quick question. So you've talked about um, practitioners, you've talked about researchers. Are there other fields which you think would also benefit from the Singing for Health Network, perhaps from the health sector? Baz, do you want to jump in on that? Uh, just to say, uh, certainly health professionals and healthcare professionals, this, this um, uh, I suppose, triangle uh, is a perfect scenario where you've got research and practice and uh, the health profession all working together and learning from each other. That's what's going to take the movement forward really well. And I think that's our best chance at, at being able to build really uh, effective practice uh, and we have people tuning in from across the world because this is this thing has got such international reach because this is us as a race trying to make sense of the 21st century and our future uh, and I don't think it's overstating to say that that singing needs to be really a core part of of how we manage our health and well-being uh, as humans, there's, there is so much evidence of the power of it. So when we're talking about a Singing for Health movement, yeah, we might be talking about something that takes place in a hospital and that is, is very focused on a particular chronic condition. But we might also be talking about singing that happens in an everyday setting like a community choir. 
across the board, that stuff is likely to grow. And so by bringing together people from across different sectors, we've got a really exciting opportunity here to build on what's already been some fantastic practice out there, but make sure that as we go forward, we continue to keep learning and keep improving the way we approach it. And so what does the Singing for Health Network do? do we do. Well, <laughs> I, I, I ought to just also um say that the, the the network initially was launched with some seed funding from the lottery so mm. music, music for good secured um some funding from the reaching communities program from from the lottery and part of that was to support this idea of a network and we started that in cornwall and then we worked with partners uh, canterbury christchurch university supported us with a survey and we found that there was this growing um interest in the network and thought well why why just do it for, for Cornwall or the south southwest if we're creating this network and these resources then let's make it let's make it a wider thing mm. um, and so we were really lucky to have such great support from the start and worked with our colleague Joe Irwin who works with me here in Cornwall she's one of our trustees she she was very instrumental in supporting the starting of the network um, we now have Claire Turner um, working with us as well, producing research summaries mm. and doing some of the marketing. And very lucky also to have support from Professor Stephen Clift and um, Daisy Fancourt, both of whom are very um, renowned yes. uh, researchers within the field of singing for health in the UK. So um, so just wanted to add that in really, mm. but um, Baz can carry on um, talking about what we do. Yeah, tell us, tell us what's happening sure. with Singing for Health Network. It's um, in many ways, it's a it's a window onto the whole world of, of singing for health. And depending on who you are, you may want different things from it. You might want to find out about what some of the latest research is, but not want to have to wade through vast numbers of uh, reports. So you might want to access some summaries. You might be looking for articles and best practice and case studies. You might want to tune into uh, events like webinars or podcasts to uh, get a deeper insight into a particular field. Yeah. Uh, or you might want to be involved in, in actual conversations with other people within the network so that you can just discuss your practice, uh, share your own experiences and find out uh, those from other people. Um, and I suppose the other really important stakeholders in this are, are all the various partners across these different three different sectors, um, yes. because it, it's we, as I say, we're kind of a window onto things so we can organize events and conferences and, uh, mm. and, and put out content which helps people to understand more about the uh, the network but then within that network is your opportunity to go far deeper so if you want to train uh, in lung health or in working with Parkinson's we can help guide to to where that can happen where you can find those opportunities whether that's training or access to resources right. so um, it's a it, it's a really big and broad offer mm. um, and so we're a membership organization and with that membership that whole world opens up to you and uh, and I think our members are are enjoying that opportunity opportunity not just to be able to develop their practice but to feel that they are part of this movement and able to connect with people from a load of different disciplines so for example if i was a gp and i wanted to set up a singing for lung health group in my area because i've read an article in the paper about how great it is i would come to the singing for health network look into it and 
find some people or some resources to find out how to do that sure yeah and sometimes people do that by by tuning into a webinar that's on that particular subject sometimes they just drop us an email and ask if we can help uh yes. we have a members forum on facebook um where people fling in all kinds of ideas and queries right. um so it's a it feels like it's a very sort of healthy network and it is fulfilling yeah. a need and do you think those three areas that you mentioned in this triangle practitioners researchers and the health profession do you think they are equally represented or is there kind of dominance in one field at the moment or what do you think about that I suspect that we've probably got more practitioners, interested practitioners than any others. And certainly, yes, I mean, I think the area we most like to work on is encouraging more health professionals uh, yeah. to get involved. It makes more immediate sense, I suppose, if you're if you're a practitioner to, to want to connect yes. with this. But it is really important that we continue to grow that. We also want to make sure that there's more diversity in this whole field. Yes. Uh, as well so that's part of the the sort of the more overview maybe even campaigning element of what we do to try and make sure that this this network or this movement can be as healthy and fit for practice as it can be yeah fantastic and, and obviously you know the the voice and the involvement of participants is is very central and that they would probably be in the middle of that triangle yes and certainly in in events that we've uh, held so far within our webinar series um looking at different health conditions we always made sure that we had one or two participants there as well so we would have the perspectives of the participant the healthcare professional the researcher and the practitioner and then that really does complete that circle of mm. every stakeholder that has got you know an interest in this work um so participants is definitely you know a, another important part voice. in the middle yeah. in the middle of the triangle because yeah, I've, of, I've actually drawn it i love that triangle <laughs> because without, like, oh. without, without the participants we we, yeah. we won't have the work itself so yes. so that's really important yeah and just moving on what what is the vision then for the singing for health network where where would you like it to go what would you like to see for the future well, I think one of the things also is that we do have some ideas and we started the network with some with some aims and, you know, we, we have to prioritise those because we are, you know, running on, on you know, very minimal capacity, really. So yes. um, Baz does a very good job of, of bringing my feet back down to the ground <laughs> when, I, when I say, can we do this, can we do that? But also, um, because we're a network, we want to serve our, our network members. So mm. there's a certain amount of sort of playing it by ear a little bit or evolving yeah. naturally responding to need responding to kind of you know sort of what the feeling is in in the sector because we're, we're both both of us you know connecting with lots of people from you know all different parts of this this mm. movement within singing for health and so we're hearing you know what what are the themes what are the kind of concerns at the moment what are the the, the, the areas that we could really do something to help and to support so there is that element of being a bit responsive and being yeah. being a bit flexible but I suppose in terms of vision it really is about bridging research and practice it's about generally supporting singing for health movement in the best possible way that we can yeah well yes I think uh, also I, I suppose if you take that vision even further we get to a point where we have a, a society where singing is a, a core part of the promotion of health health and well-being yes. um whether that be holistic or specific um yeah. it, its benefits are are understood and uh, taken forward uh, 
um, and it becomes a normal part of life. And uh, that's not to replace the fact that singing for its own for its own in its own for mm. its own sake isn't a brilliant thing as well. It can do both. It's cool. So basically, make everyone feel better um, in mind, body, body, soul, and spirit through singing in whatever exactly. kind of way. <laughs> the ultimate aim. Wonderful. And so, what does someone do if I hear this podcast and I want to find out more and I want to join or I want to you know access some resources? Where do I go? The easiest thing to do is to go for to go to the singingforhealthnetwork.co.uk and uh, from there you can see everything that's on offer uh, and join up to be a member. We're also on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram so you can connect with those things as well. All singing Uh, for health, F-O-R health. Yes, exactly. Singingforhealthnetwork.co.uk And and hopefully everything will make sense when you get to there. Um, We advertise our forthcoming events on that there are research summaries there are articles there are members pages which have specific things you can sign up to a newsletter um Mm. that sort of thing so it's uh, that's the best way to enter our world excellent excellent thank you baz um and now just to finish up could either or both of you talk me through your go-to warm-up or exercise something a little bit practical to finish this off that you would use for a singing for health group or you know it could be a specific group or just a general singing for health group short and sweet (laughs) (laughs) well I saw that on your list of questions (laughs) how long have we got no I I suppose in, in, in a nutshell um I'm very committed to very holistic practice so all of my warm-ups will be doing more than one thing So I will incorporate breath and movement and voice work, you know, all kind of combined so that um, Mm. particularly for, so thinking about my singing for lung health group Mm. who are quite fearful of of exercise, quite fearful of moving in case they become breathless and that becomes sort of very, very scary. Um, So I build in gentle movement and build that up and they might be singing a song or doing an SOVT exercise or something and they're kind of doing it by stealth and they don't then they realize that they've they've had a bit of a workout. Would you you be able to lead us in that just very quickly now to something very short and simple that you would do in a singing for lung health group? Okay so we might do a pat the head and rub the tummy and do a and swap after every (laughs) four and then reaching across the body as well and do This is great. Just um, just for our listeners, whilst we were doing that, whilst we were making those noises, we were stretching our arms across our body to coordinate with the sounds as well. And Greg, just oh, this building, is a nice mm. build, building that lovely sense of connection, uh, connection with the body. So we'll kind of tap tap our bodies and, and rub our bodies and massage and make different sounds as we're doing that and uh, mm. and one thing that we all love to do is when we get to our knees we give our knees a massage and we say I la 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 love my knees I la 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 Absolutely. So yeah, body connection and, and building awareness. Baz, have you got something? Uh, well, I'm not particularly a singing practitioner, but um, okay. I do love uh, the warm up that, that recognises that laughter is the best tonic. So the kind of um, almost like the laughing policeman that goes, and then down again. Go on, should we do it? Go on and go. Ha, 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 ha,
we're not fantastic. And of course, uh, whilst that is a, a very jolly thing and often gets people laughing, um, it, yeah. it really engages that ring of, uh, of, of deep breathing muscles uh, from down the bottom. So uh, you, you can't do that one too easy without engaging those muscles. So it's quite a nice, uh, a nice warm up. Mm. We, call, we call them the giggle muscles, Baz. <laughs> I like that. I think I, might, I think I might have taken that from Feeny Cave, actually, the giggle muscles. <laughs> Terrific. Fantastic. Well, thank you so, so much. I do feel as though I really understand the Singing for Health Network and I love this movement. You know, I, I feel part of this movement as well, which is very exciting. For anyone who wants to know more, please go to the Singing for Health Network .co.uk and uh, please do tune in for more podcasts with some other fantastic guests we've got lined up um, from the fields of research from the health profession as well and practitioners thank you both very much have a wonderful day thank you, thank you.